Hello everybody. So we are the MXW. Okay, so we form this podcast channel to educate more people about property. And my name is Melvin under the M, and we have actually Xavier the X, and the W of course is Wayan. So tricky. Yeah. So I just going to be a bit of intro about myself. I'm Melvin over here. I've been doing weddings for 13 years, lah. So for this past 13 years, I, I I like to do weddings and deal with a lot of people. So it's a natural progression that now I want to do property because uh, I just want to educate more people what are their options in the property market. You know, everyone needs a home. So I feel that home is very important. And this is where I come in right now to kind of share with people, right, what will be their options and how do they even uh, progress to a, a bigger house or even downgrade. So uh, that is now my passion to, 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 to be a property agent. Yeah, and I have uh, Xavier Hi, so I'm Xavier. Um, the reason I joined the property industry is because I've been a HDB owner for about five years and including a balloting process all in all is about eight years. So I think I felt there's a need for me to explore more of this industry. There's a lot of unknowns that are being uh, clouding the HDB owners in general. So yeah, my step into this industry. Mm. Yep. Hey, okay, so I'm Wei Han and um, the reason why I chose real estate is because I own an EC myself and last year it uh, MOP and I wanted to find out you know, what I can do with my house to progress to the next step okay, and mm. um, you know, eventually build more wealth and capital for my family. And as I learned about it, I realized it's really interesting and now I, I feel very passionate about helping other families do the same. So I myself, I'm a mother of two little boys also. Mm, that's nice, that's nice. Okay, so um, what is today's topic about, guys? Building capital. Wow. <laughs> but what do you mean by building capital? Because it sounds so vague. Building what kind of capital that, that, that we have in the property market, what would be a better way in layman terms to to make our viewers understand about building capital eh? um, So basically, um, in layman's term, it's like upgrading. So basically, um, from whatever property that mm-hmm. you, you have now existing, okay, how you're going to like take the next step you know, to upgrade to a property with a higher worth so that eventually, um, you know, maybe when you're at retirement age, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the value of your house, you, know, you can unlock it for your retirement. Mm. How about Xavier Lai? What do you feel about So I thought definition? that this is a very big word, right? Which, and which actually scares a lot of people Boom, when they get the word. word and tend to be quite skeptical or defensive. But in fact, um, if, if you talk to an agent, you tend to find out more information about how it can be done, which actually mm-hmm. can be through many uh, modes of H, uh, property, including mm-hmm, HDB, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, private property or, or um, inclusive. I see, I see. I think for me, when I hear that big jargon is like, okay, someone, so, so someone threw me this question actually five years ago. He said, Melvin, by 65, how much you want to be worth? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh? Or oh, worth? I don't know. I, I, back then, I was quite naive, you know, I said 800k. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, really, I said 800k, law. I think 800k. Ah. Then she said, ah, 65, 800k. I said, I think okay, right? right? I think it should be fine. How old, then, how old were you back then? Five years ago. Ah. Ayyo, then ago. I revealed my oh, age. Sorry. Ah. But yes, five years ago. Ah. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm 30. Back then, I'm 30. So ah. I, I didn't know. And, and, and when he told me said that he wants to have 2 million, I'm like, oh, okay, good luck to you. Mm. Um, how would you want to have 2 million by 65? So, so, I mean, I got my answer right now after five years later, but... 
when he when he said that I, I, I was very naive I, I didn't even bother to understand how to retire in abundance and, and as such so until now I you know enter the property market then that's when I hear about capital building mm. so that doesn't mean that you I mean it's more of like how much you are worth instead of how much cash you have in the bank but yes right now if I I, I mean five years later already I am now by 65 I think I know I want to have five million mm. by 65 yeah oh, not 800k yeah. Dila, so five million yeah. now you know so how to build a five million I think this is something that we should uh, share okay mm. not by working every day nine to nine what's what's the what's the famous uh, lingo uh, ah? 996 uh, 996 uh, yeah well, 996 to earn 5 million but anyway so it's something a bit more different what if we can do uh, uh, something with your property right yeah. to build capital then by 65 we can have a lot of money based on net worth lah. yeah okay maybe we can start with Xavier first mm. I think Xavier just now he mentioned that he stays in the HDB and, and, and now you know back then when you stay HDB were you like an agent no I was not I was not but oh. of course, when I first ballot for the HDB about eight years ago, um, at the point of time, I felt I was quite lucky because on my first try, I actually got the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I know in today's context, a lot of people are probably uh, envy of that. What's the first ballot number? Just curious. I think it was probably 200 plus. Upon? Up, up, the whole up, project. The whole project, how many people? How many, how many units? The ratio was about three to one. Three okay. applicants to one unit. Okay. Yeah, so I think it was still quite healthy and I managed to get the unit back then. So I was thinking, mm, really, really lucky. <laughs> but of course, my hindsight, 2020, um, you know, there are definitely, after being an agent, you start to realize the possibilities yeah. are actually quite endless. So yeah. it may not really be a blessing uh, to get a BTO. Of course, this, many people <laughs> might disagree, but we would like to share more. Yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so what was your thought process like after? I mean, now you've been staying this uh, BTO. Has it been MOP already? Yes. So it's about the fifth year. So I, a, a lot of agents are knocking on my door. Yeah. <laughs> then how how you respond? No, I, I try not to waste their time. Oh, you say what? What do you say? So I say I'm a fellow agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So before I was an agent, I tend to listen to them oh. and see um, to learn more about the property industry. So I, I realize a lot of the pitch are just. Um, very very common you know, mm. sell sell your mm. house profit and go next it doesn't really explain why you should do that mm. and what is the purpose ultimate purpose that we are trying to achieve yeah wow, but I, I didn't know can don't under behind agent one eh. people yeah. don't know to sell house because don't know motivated agent, eh. motivated <laughs> <laughs> okay but oh, that's a quite cool I mean like after now uh, five years with your MOP what what is your I mean since your agent now yeah. you know what is your profit yeah. so, transaction eh? that's why I say on hindsight it was 2020 so yeah. um Think about it, if I took the opportunity as a first-timer and went for something else that could help me to have a better appreciation in terms of capital, mm-hmm. uh, helping me to build my net worth, okay. it's actually a good move, Yeah, contrary mm. to getting a BTO. So back then, as a young family trying to start up, you know, um, trying to start with a, with mm. a kid and all that, Mm-mm-mm-mm. the safest net would be getting a BTO. So back then, it was just that. But, but but maybe you can explain further because I feel that BTO also can earn a lot of money. Le. It does. Actually, how much? Care so, to share or how much you earn? I would say that the profit is about two to three hundred thousand. Hey, a lot. Le. It sounds hey, a lot. It's a five room or what? It's a four room. It's a four. Room. Oh, so, it sounds a lot. But of course, if you consider the, the time that I start balloting, mm. which means I'm committed to that property already, all the time, all the way to uh, today, mm. it's about eight years. Sorry. 
Oh, okay, eight years lah. Correct. So you started, wow, actually quite long eh. So eight years for 300 to 400k, if you divide by eight years is how much? Ah? Sorry, who so got phone? It's about 30, 30 plus k. Yeah, 30 to 40,000 <gasps> a year. Per, per, per year? Per year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it sounds Sorry. a lot at 240, 250 to 300 at a, a number by itself. But yeah, it's, I realized that. The time that I mm. have been committed to the property is actually... No, it's okay, maybe. It's really just like... Yeah, I mean, like, the number sounds big, like, whoa, you earn 300 400k, but the time... I, in, in weddings, we call it opportunity cost. So, right. in terms of waiting for eight years for that amount of money, I feel not as fast. I won't say not as good, but I will say not as, not as fast as going to a private, right? I would think so. But so, when, when you realize this, actually... So being a young, fam young family, um, mm. we wanted to upgrade our lifestyle. We know that we do not want to stay in a HDB for the rest of our life. Wow. You know, we, we want to give the best to our children, right? Um, to get a better quality of living. So when you start mm. to look at the property prices through that five years of being committed to the HDB, you start to see really great um, fluctuation in prices are basically going up. Yeah. Mm, mm, so I feel mm, that mm. I'm starting to get priced out of the market. Oh, okay. To to enter into the private scene, Correct. Is it? Even a three bedder, you mm. starting to get price up. Yeah. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. Probably that will be a good next episode, you know, to, to talk yeah, about the strategies. I'm happy to mm. talk about that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I mean, that is a very interesting insight of a HDB owner. I think Weihan, you just now said you are in the EC, right? Yeah, actually, you can share more yeah, so. like, like most Singaporeans, the initial plan is to get BTO first. Okay, but I wasn't so lucky like Xavier. <laughs> so I actually um, applied for like six to seven rounds without mm. getting a ballot number. Okay, so now that I think back, it's um, actually a blessing in disguise. Okay, so what happened is after we failed for so many rounds and you know, the, the time was getting tight, we wanted to get married already. So... Um, I met like this agent who suggested that you know we go and take a look at EC, and um, it happens to be uh, EC that was like you know um, gonna collect keys like one year later that kind. Oh. So that means, uh, I didn't have to wait very long. I didn't like apply during the the launch. The new launch, yeah. Yeah. So when me and my husband we went down, then we saw it, we liked it, and then we just like. Um, go for it lah. So one year later, we collected keys, we moved in. Mm. So MOP last year, right? So that means in total, I sort of like the holding period was about six years. Mm. And back then, I bought it at 700 plus K. And now it has appreciated to about 1.25 mil. Yeah, wow. So, so much that. Is that a three so, beta? Three, yeah, four. three beta. Oh my God, it's about almost 500K eh. Mm. Yeah, years. so... Okay, what? Yeah. So actually, like, you know, if you can qualify for EC, right? Like, you know, you're, you're not earning too much and you cannot qualify. Then actually EC is, I feel like it's really the, the better way to go compared to BTO. Yeah, because if you're not wrong, EC after 10 years, you can even sell to foreigner, right? Mm, Where yeah. HDB is still limited to just Singaporeans and Singapore PR, right? Mm. Huh? So in terms of uh, capital appreciation or building capital, so it's not as fast as yeah. going to a private or semi-private as considered easy. Oh. Yeah. In fact, actually, we are here now in Weihan's uh, mm. function room. Oh, so good, right? At least you can get a function room to yeah. do this podcast some more. Yeah, and yeah. I think like what Xavier said about getting priced out, I also like think, you know, if back then we didn't get this easy, right? Mm. I don't think um, we can afford 
uh, private property now today. Like let's say I, I went mm. for HDB, I don't think mm. I have enough now to upgrade to a private property lah. Because now it's like mm. damn expensive. I think expensive is one thing, but it's more of like how to enter the market early also. Yes, mm-hmm. I think the market rate right now we may perceive as expensive, mm. but back then, five years ago, ten years ago, those people also had this mindset of being expensive. Mm. But now when we look back at the PSF, like 1,002, 1,003, when they call it ridiculous, it's actually mm. really cheap right now. Not even say affordable, but it's cheap. Mm. So that being said, I think it's all about entering early. Right, mm, mm, mm. And, and and for me, that is also my motto, and I, that's what I realized after uh, COVID. Hi guys, it's a little commercial break. Okay, so please do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. Okay, next, let's go. So I was saying that actually, yeah, after COVID, I realized I need to start early because back then, for me, yes. So I bought a private. So I'm getting my keys probably this year. I hope lah, I hope lah. Get the keys. I got a Sengkang Grand Residences. It's a integrated uh, residences. It's a condominium. I got a two bedder, uh, uh, one toilet. I think it's normal now. Uh, no more two toilets. But anyway, so why? What was my thought process uh, two years ago? I same as Weihan. I didn't get during the new launch. Okay, I got it in the remaining units that we have. In fact, actually, I got a very nice unit on the middle floor. Um, I had these two mindset where, okay, Melvin, you reach 35, then you go and find a, a house, a HDB, okay? Or private. But back then, I also said, yeah, private, I think very hard. Lah. You know, I don't think I earn enough. I assume, actually, I, I don't earn enough to get a private property. I, I, I'm afraid to actually need the bank mortgager to do my financial stuff because CPF uh, salary is so, you get what I mean, secretive. And you have this ego, like you don't want to show, you don't want to face the reality that you, whether you can get. Maybe you, you, you scared face rejection and say, oh Melvin, you look at your IPA, uh, yeah, cannot lah. I think one beta also cannot, you know. I assume, I assume. Yeah, so back then, during COVID, nothing to do. I mean, it was after, right, after COVID, like it wasn't during COVID. After COVID, where the showroom started to open gradually. I actually uh, went to see Woodley Residences. Oh. So when I see it, I, 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 I kind of... Think myself being priced out. The agent did actually went into my sums, and uh, I was being priced out mm. for that, that that units over there. But nevertheless, I mean, we were very persistent, and actually we went to see Sengkang Grand. So backtrack before I got my 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 private property, right? I was actually eyeing for HDB mm. at uh, City View at Bunking, mm. uh, okay. the very famous one. Which I, I love Bunking because I'm staying over there. And it's near expressway and everything so when i was 33 years old which means it's a 2021 a five room flat in city view at Bunking or city heights at Bunking. sorry i will just add the subtitle okay for the actual name okay it costs 970k and i did my own calculations okay and back then without the cooling measure it was a down payment of what 15 percent right five percent uh cash and mm-hmm. probably 10% mm-hmm. yeah, CPF right. whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Now it's 20, right? Yeah. No? I can. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I can. So oh, I was like, wow, yeah. so happy. Yeah. I can afford that. Yeah. Like, oh, this is good, this is good. Okay, then CPF, I can pay there, this one. Okay, no problem, no problem. I wait. Because I'm 33, I can't, I'm not 35 yet. I wait, no worries, I wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Then, I mean, eventually, I was switched into uh, condominium because what the agent told me really resonated with me. It, say, it tells me that Melvin, you just buy a private property. You do need the space right now for me because I don't have a family. Mm. 
you see the appreciation okay you see how most not all but most private property appreciate and you see how much in by 55 years you can able to unlock and cash it out then from there you buy a old resale HDB. You don't need to be a young HDB because you think it's by then you're at 55, you probably left a few more years, you know, about maybe 30, 40 years to live. I mean, realistically, right? <laughs> so you can buy a very old HDB somewhere and cash out your profits. I thought it was, naively, but I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was such a good idea and I thought off. Okay? So I was sweet and I bought the Senkang Grand. Mm. But that being said, I didn't let go of my city view though. I still kept and went to check it out. So last year, so every year I would check, oh, how much now? How much now? Oh my goodness. So the last that I checked was actually earlier this year, January. Mm. It cost 100, it cost one, almost 1.1. It was listed at 1.1, 1.2 million. Mm. Not say I'm being priced out lah. But the thing is, for the last two years, there's so many new measures, right? Mm. What, 20% upfront and such like that. So I am always trying to chase. I'm trying to earn more money. Yes, okay, you know what? Mm. Oh, I, I want to buy CTV and CTV. So I, I, I don't mind wait two years later. But by the time I wait at 35, mm. actually, to be honest now, I don't think I can afford that final flat. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So that is that motivates me to be a property agent and understand the fundamentals and knowing that it's very important to start early. So I was very, very thankful that my agent tell us okay, tell me, saying that you just start early, Melvin, just go and buy a property two years two years ago and guess what? My Sengkang Grand, right? Actually I went to see property guru, my unit, right? I bought at 1.18. Now people are listening at 1.28, 1.3, right? 100k already. Easily 100k. I think 150k. 150k, you know, and I waited for just two years. Eh. Just for two years. I mean, right now the supply is also a bit more limited. Yeah, I mean, there's more new launches and stuff, but mm. people are going for subsidy units. And actually, if I sell now, mm. I mean, I, I'll incur the ABSD, uh, sorry, seller stamp duty, yeah, seller stamp duty, but mm. at least I feel shook that, oh, I can earn this amount of money. Yeah. You get me? Mm, mm. So that is the reason why I feel that in order to build capital, we can actually go for private. Right? Do you think so? I mean, in general, HDBs are meant to be um, affordable housing by, made mm. by the government for the public. Yeah. But uh, a very common perception is that we want to live forever. You know, as long as we can in the HDB, possibly leaving the house to our kids uh, in, in the next three to four decades. Yeah. Actually, curious, were you, did you thought of that when before you were... Before you well, become I a mean, agent, I was just innocently wanting to start a family. I was very happy to get a BTO, start to live in the flat. But as I grow older, you know, we spend some time in the workforce. Mm. We can see the number of savings by dollars. Yeah. After X number of years, mm. um, it's so hard to see that number grow astronomically mm. unless you are in a super high-paying uh, sector or job. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, it's pretty hard. I mean, the only HTV that I know of that is doing very well is Duxton, right? Yeah. We just heard the yeah. news this morning. 1.4 like, million. 1.4 million for a five-room flat. But, but even Duxton back then, the owners, they get it at a very high price at their time. At their time, lah. Yeah. But the multiplier effect or the quantum, I think it, it makes them earn a lot too. Correct. To but be people are being also. skeptical, yeah. like, why would you buy a HTV at this price? Mm. You know, they are being skeptical, mm. like, how people are skeptical today in, towards the private sector. Yeah. And Probably. today, who has the last laugh? The basically the owners at Duxton. Yeah la, right. yeah. But then again, let's let's backtrack. So uh, you say you want to give uh, your your kids the house, right? Right. Actually, let's roll reversal. Your parents' house, who you want to take? 
Well, so eventually, touch wood, right? If eventually yeah. they move on, and yeah. the, the house will be possessed by the remaining kids who survive their parents. Yeah. So the, the idea is to sell the house and then we just split the profits. Yeah. So, so you don't want to stay, the, right? I, I mean, I have my own house. I have my yeah, own yeah, yeah. And most of the kids, they want to have a house of their own. Yeah. A dream house. Person. Correct, correct. So that's so. why I think some parents, when they say that I want to leave this house for their kids, how, how, how well you know your kids, to be honest, 20 years later, will they want to stay in this house or not? I think most of us, we want to move out one. I mean, this is reality check. La. So that is the reason why I feel that we, or I mean, as parents, okay, for you guys, we need to think for yourself, what if this house is at least decay? Correct. How can we keep afloat in building the capital so yeah. they retire with more money and stuff? Mm. I mean, yes, we think of the kids. La. Kids are very important, you know. But then again, when they grow up, not 100% they will just take over your unit. Even if they right. take the, with the least decay, how long can they stay in the house right. also? Yeah, which I think a lot of parents do not know that also, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you really want to leave something for your kids, then try and in and leave a private property, not HDB. Mm, actually, it also depends. Le, huh? Private also got 99-year lease, got, but also got freehold. Right. Yeah. So freehold is easier, but for 99-year lease, what I do feel when people tell me, say, hey, uh, uh, BTO and, and uh, uh, 99 year lease the same leh. I find 99 year lease for private most of them can appreciate faster yeah. mm. so probably by on the 10 year 11 year then you may sell the house to get a cash profit then you can move on to the next younger flat where they can mm. grow again right okay so I just want to like do a comparison uh, between I like, you know someone who just hold on to the HDB mm. without doing anything compared to like someone maybe like Melvin you know know how to um, try and build capital with property, okay? Yeah. So Xavier, let me ask yeah. you, like, if let's say now, you know, you own your HDB, and can you imagine if let's say you decide not to do anything about it, like you don't want to upgrade, and you yeah. just have the thinking like, I want to stay in this house for the rest of my life, yeah. and then like, you know, leave the flat to your kids and stuff like that. Now you're 34, so when you're 65, how much do you think like the, the value of your house will, will change? Like let's say now, now it's worth how much? About maybe 600. 600. Slightly over 600. Yeah. So you think 31 years later, mm. when you are 65 years old, how much do you think the HDB will still be worth? It, it's a very tricky question because it will be, the house would be about 36 years old by then. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be dozens, thousands and thousands of new BTOs that has come into MOP in that period where my house becomes 36 years old. Mm. So, would you rather buy a house that is newly MOP versus a 36 years old house? I think most would probably prefer a fresher house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's that also sure. means that my property price would be compressed by these new uh, BTO flats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at, you can't go up any way higher. It could be 600, could be trending marginally around there, or even going down to sub 500,000. Yeah, so that means we won't really see any gain, right, by, by yeah, then? Yeah, and if you consider the opportunity cost and mm. the cost that goes back into CPF, eventually mm. when I want to sell the house mm. at 65, I don't think potentially we could see not much cash. Yeah. So can I say by 65, you are worth about 600 plus K? It's a harsh fact that, that you had just mentioned, but I'll take it, yes, it is. So it's lesser than my 800 K? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is the reality that yeah. I think I think viewers ask how you got this worth. Okay, so do you know that by 65 you pay everything full? So you must 
so by 65 years old, right, your HDB or your condo or whatever, you must be, be fully paid. So that is the reason why we call it, this is your net worth. So if Xavier has been paying diligently on his uh, current house and he doesn't want to sell his house and just leave it there, by 65, his house or his net worth would be about 600k. Ah, so I guess now you know how to get it, right? And yeah. the 600k is today's price with inflation? Yeah, yeah, with inflation and everything. I, I, I mean, being opti- I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist, so it would definitely increase. I would say maybe 800k. Right, don't get me wrong, but I think it will increase lah. Okay, HDB, why not increase and stuff? But it's just that the pace of increment cannot win the accrued interest plus the inflation. Yeah, I mean, so in that case, that house is, I kind of say, kind of being devalued, where your quality of life is being devalued. So maybe let's conservatively put 600k, but being optimistic lah, I think you're going to work by 800k. But then it's not even 1 million, you know, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think the main point is, you no, know, because he is stuck with that HDB, that, that form HDB, right, at 65. And then, you know, you are retiring and you're going to need retirement funds. Okay, so, mm. and as we all know, most Singaporeans, our CPM money is locked up in our house, right? Not many people can actually hit, like, the basic or even full retirement sum. Okay, and you probably don't even have, like, a proper, I mean, for, for some Singaporeans, I don't have, like, really investment portfolio or all that. Yeah. So, your yeah. your the the worth of your property is very important. So back to Xavier, let's say at sixty five you own a HDB worth six hundred. What are your options next? Can you imagine you want to downgrade to maybe a a three room flat? You know, thinking that you can have the the difference in cash for your retirement. But the truth is because you have been holding on to this property for so long, the accrued interest is eating into your profits already. So the thing is, when you sell, right? Actually, you are not having cash at all. Eh? Actually, you are technically downgrading, yeah. but downgrade with no cash. Yeah, yeah. you're downgrading with no cash, exactly. I bet, I think 3 and 4 also should be quite high. Ah. Mm, yeah. Exactly. So, we need to right. see how it works. So, the so, this is the danger of holding on to that same property for so long and, and not upgrading. Mm. Mm. I would say upgrading is one thing like, for mm. lifestyle, but it's more of holding on a property that it doesn't appreciate. It's something quite mm. dangerous. Mm. Yeah, especially in single market. Yeah. So now, like, you know, maybe we, we see a comparison, let's say Melvin's case. So Melvin now, he's having, um, mm, mm, uh, it's a two-bader, right? Yeah, two-bader, Sengkang Grand. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, um, what are your plans about it? You are thinking, like, you know, maybe three, five years down the road, you're going to oh, do something? Of course, lah, sell. Lah, right? don't yeah, yeah, sell. I want to go Aukang. Aukang is the next best thing anyway. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, even let's say I don't upgrade. Mm. I don't even do anything. I just sit on it for the until I'm 65 years old, mm. right? So I'm 35 now. So the next 30 years, where Sengkang Grand is going to be like 34 years old. Mm. At least I'm assured and guaranteed that I'm worth 1.2 million. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So even you don't touch, even you just stay in this condo and you diligently pay your your mortgage mm. and everything, mm. you know, at least you know your asset uh, in this house, right, that you have, right, is worth 1.2. So the options will be a bit higher if I say, okay, la, it's time for me to, to downgrade. I want to go back to HDB. In fact, I never even touched HDB, so I'm a really a virgin first-timer, you know, so I can get grants and stuff by then. True. So, but if I cash out 1.2 million, and if I buy, I don't think a big house, la, I think I'll stay at 3 and 4 room. And maybe by then, the 3 and 4 room is what, 600k? Yeah. Okay, 500k. Yes. <laughs> I'll buy Xavier's house. Okay. So by then, I will buy Xavier's uh. house. 
All right, and he sells me. At maybe I will say, yeah, yeah, I give face uh, friendship. Uh, friendship lah. I don't say okay. I give you uh, uh, seven fifty lah. Seven fifty. At least I got five hundred k, four hundred k lah conservatively. Yeah, to retire with with a bigger house, you know, and more options also. So I think being in private, right, the gains is definitely there. But I think what Wei Han is trying to to ask me and and and. Need to consider is am I going to even upgrade to a bigger condo and as such, right? Yeah, correct. Because if Melvin does that, like you know, five years down the road, yeah. he he um sells the two bedder and then he used the profit, you know, as the down payment for the next bigger house, we have yes. three bedder worth one point five, one point six mil. Actually, two two million already, lah. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. <laughs> two million already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so basically, the thing is, yeah, every maybe five years or so, you. Restructure your property portfolio, yep. right? Yep. And then, you your your property will be worth more and more. Correct. Right? So, so eventually, at retirement, that's how much you can unlock, and you have so much more room to to downgrade to and like cash out the difference. Exactly. So mm. I can give you a brief plan of my roadmap, lah. Huh? Mm. Okay. So I can share with everyone. So now the Sengkang grant I I hold on for two years can uh, can kind of fetch me in paper gain about hundred and twenty k conservatively. Okay, the down payment of the 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 the, the condo cost me about two hundred fifty k. Okay, and I I paid I paid through CPF lah most mm. of it. I got a bit of cash, but I mostly paid on CPF. Mm. But can you imagine after three years later or four years later, I decided to sell this income grant? Mm. It may okay based on stats, it may fetch up to one point three, one point four for this two bedder. Mm. So I probably by then would have earned about two hundred k conservatively. So the two hundred k plus whatever that I paid up front, right, two hundred fifty k that I say, right. So I have four hundred fifty k after I sell the house. Mm. With the four hundred fifty k, I have more options that I can really upgrade easily to a three bedder, lah. Mm. So it really, you know, get me the snowballing effect. So with a three bedder in the higher quantum, after I stay there happily in Aukang, should be Aukang, lah. Stay happily in Aukang for four five years later, and either I sell with a profit again. Okay, and the profit maybe let let be let's don't put two hundred k there. Let's let's say hundred k only. So with the four hundred fifty k that I put up front plus the hundred k, I got five hundred fifty k, half a million for even bigger options. Mm-hmm. But not thinking, not only that, you know. I mean, I'm still working, right? Mm-hmm. I also contribute CPF. So with the amount of money that I put up front plus my additional injection of CPF, mm-hmm. I think I have a lot of options before I turn forty or okay, turn turn forty five. Yeah. So by then, at least you know, I know my chances are of upgrading is much higher because of the stats that private property can appreciate better.、Mm. At the same time, I'm still earning money. I'm not like retired yet,、mm. and by fifty-five, very likely I would downgrade to a HDB. And even if a HDB, let's say, costs a million, but then again, maybe by fifty-four, I own a four-bedder condo. It should be about three million lah. If you will, two point eight to three million. So at least I got fresh two million of cash into my maybe my my full retirement sum plus my other things that I want to do.、Mm. So the different mindset shift, I think you get what I mean, right?、Mm. Where where I really just focus on private now instead of staying in the city view at Bunking. Yeah, not say it's not good, ah,、uh, guys. I love it, lah. I love it.、You、got good view and good food and everything. The idiot roasted meat is there, but just that I really go to a private right now, lah. Yeah, and I think、um, EC is a good way to start, especially for those in the sandwich class also. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe Weihan can even share a bit more how is how is it like in the EC and what is your plans with your husband also. 
Uh, okay, so like staying in EC of course is nice uh, because one thing is we drive right, so the car park is just right below the block. Like you don't have to walk mm-hmm. from the multi-story car park in HDB until Actually, some HDB have. Yeah, like, some, some HDB also have underground parking. I, I mean, yeah, not all uh, right, not all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not all some, uh. Yeah, correct. So I think that is one convenience. Of course, parking is free also. Okay, I've got to pay for maintenance, yeah. lah, right? Yeah, but the thing is because I have kids, so I think having like the swimming pool is quite important. Mm. Not say I bring them there every day, but you know, at least like when I want to bring them there and they say, yeah, I want to play with water, mommy. But I can just bring them downstairs to play at the swimming pool. Yeah, good yeah, idea. Right. And then, mm. I mean, it's nice also, like if you are somebody who likes to host and gatherings, then the function room barbecue pits so mm. that it's True. coming very handy. La, yeah, right? yeah. But and, I mean... More of like, since now you have two kids, mm. right? Then do you have any plans with your husband to upgrade to a bigger condo yeah, yeah, for, and everything? For sure, for sure. Because like, now I understand how important it is, right? To, to progress from one yeah. property to the next one. So, um, that is definitely in the plans. Lah. It's just that um, I have to consider exactly where. Because mm. for my mm-hmm. elder boy's primary school. Yes. Yeah, so we're definitely looking. I'm mean, actually curious, how much is your down payment? For this condo, oh. you and your husband. Cash, ah, uh, you been all combined, no? Like how much you pay upfront for the twenty percent back then? I think now it's twenty five, right? Wow. hundred fifty thousand maybe. I think about that, uh, Hundred fifty k, all. Then now the appreciation of this condo, mm. if you if you sell, how much the profit again? Hundred. About four five hundred k, at least. Crazy, faster than me. It means yeah. in that case. It's basically my net worth. <laughs> my net worth at 65. <laughs> I would say almost 80% of your net worth. Yeah, mm. I mean, that is the reason why you see like Tenet sold out, Coppen Grand sold out. Yeah. You know, is Tenet sold out? No, I mean, like Coppen Grand especially sold out, but there's so much receptive over like ECs, like the veils that you're staying now mm-hmm. has so much appreciation because the things, the entry point or the PS is quite low, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you can have a very good profit. and. I think it's deserving to, to have this kind of profit so that at least you have a better life for your kids or so. Mm. Huh? So I think, wow, if you're going to have 500k in CPF plus cash, I think it won't be that difficult for you to upgrade to a three-room flat. A three-three three beta condo, right? Not a three-beta, but like a bigger one. Oh, not a three-beta then. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, four beta go to a more centralized location. Mm. And if you have, uh, if you have uh, no goal like Melvin to uh, retire at 5 million, yeah. That's how we progress, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, so even the next house, right? I don't think it's going to be the final one for sure. Mm. So, like, because we, we know, right? So, yeah. like, probably, you know, when my kids finish primary school, definitely I, I want to move again. Mm. Capitalize on the profit again for the next house. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, what I deduce is, like, always younger uh, properties, right, would appreciate very fast. Then there'll be a point on stage where it start to decay or, like, stagnant. So that is the reason why I think it's good to jump for new and young properties. So at least it, the building the capital up from there. Yeah, instead of holding on to your property and waiting for it to, to, to depreciate. But not being not being uh, uh, a cold shoulder or like like poor poor sui la mm. in terms of Xavier's uh, HDB. Like for me, like just now what you mentioned, when I'm fifty-five, I would want to have Xavier's house ready. So actually still got demand for a longer uh, older tenure. Okay, just that if you want to build capital, you should really now focus on finding properties that can grow as fast as possible. Am I right to say that? As, and I'd like to add on that, especially if mm. you have a long runway, 
in yeah. terms of your tenure, in terms of your age, and your life basically in general, right? It's an advantage to younger couples who have such knowledge and they mm. decide to take action, bite the bullet, and they will see the delayed you know, result, yeah. which is very good. I really bite the bullet. So when I signed the option to purchase, I was like, oh my god, my hand was shaking, yeah. you know, am I doing the right thing? But two years later, I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> Why you laugh? But I'm happy, yeah. I'm happy, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very yeah, important, yeah. right? I mean, especially most of the Singaporeans are living in HDBs. Yes. The majority of them are living in HDBs. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. how do they get out of that, you know, that typical rats race besides working 9 to 5? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, typical. And our common five, denominator is our house, the BPO yeah. flat. Yeah. yeah so. And I think if you have any questions on, on like building capital and everything, of course you can feel free to consult three of us. Mm. So I think you're quite well versed at all this now, especially we are doing it. Um, so you can actually you know text us, DM us on Instagram and everything. Then at least we know your options. Okay, like how I know my options because some people, like I mentioned, can be I won't say the word egoistic. What is the word ah? That I don't want to learn. I just don't want to, I'm scared that my, I, I, I cannot afford this, so I just don't want to even uh, ask about it. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? So like back then, I, I, I didn't want to. Like, what's the word for it, right? What's the word you for it? The word, but essentially, we need to be open-minded. Like, we need to be open-minded, uh, exactly. To learn new things. And... Yeah, so when I was being forced, to be honest, like, okay, Melvin, what's your CPF? How much you earn per month and everything? They said, oh, okay, la, you can actually take a loan out of 1.2 million. I'm like, sorry, 1.2 million? He said, yeah, potentially you can buy a 1.5 million property and stuff. I'm like, huh? I was really very shocked. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So now, at least I know it. And if you guys, you know, you do, do, do your IPA or HIV and you know it, then I think it's good to take some action also. Yeah. Like what Xavier said, like with your young, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, leveraging on other people's money. I mean, the bank's money. La. Yeah. Yeah, that can be another episode because this is a very interesting episode also on leveraging. Yeah. Okay guys, so we have come to the very end of this first episode that it's about building capital. Okay, how much you want to be worth at 65. So like me, I did a rough calculation just now, right? Mm-hmm. That I probably will be worth about 3 to 4 million by then, hopefully. But then of course, I haven't reached the goal of, of 5 million, but at least a million, you know, 3 to 4 million. Anyway, Han also, right? At least now, she's age 35, but she knows her options. Like, if she sell the house, she can have a profit of about 400k, plus a down payment of 150k. Mm-hmm. She may have about 5, half a million. To upgrade to a new flat, so by sixty-five should be quite comfortable, lah, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we almost match to uh, Xavier's current net worth already. Actually, wait, 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 guys, wait, guys, wait, guys. Oh, oh, oh. What, 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 what? Sorry, sorry. What, 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 what? I. We talk about relationship. No, it's not. Okay, then, then. I basically. Hi guys, this is a little commercial break, okay? So please do not forget to like, share, and subscribe! Okay, next, let's go!